The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM.
Tune twice, stop gay on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is me, Simon Tishko, and we have been listening to an excerpt from uh, Milos Forman's 1970 film Taking Off, which, if you're a follower of Isotopica, you know we kind of deal with cultural memes, thoughts, tropes, 
psychology of society and politics all round. And I guess there was a time in the 1960s when it was felt in some quarters that maybe just smoking a little dope could bring the world to a more peaceful place. But as America continued bombing, strafing and napalming innocent civilians in Vietnam and Cambodia, so the rest of the world turned to drugs with a free market zest the like of which has never been seen and do we find ourselves any more peaceful i don't think so so we're going back to gaza today um it's impossible to kind of take this program in any other direction at the moment with what's still going on the endless slaughter of men women and children in the gaza strip by the american-backed israeli state um, as John Snow said on his return from Gaza, it's a very, very young population there. There's sort of over a quarter of a million children under 10 there, and um, a really large percentage of the population are still teenagers. And it's impossible for many of them not to be hurt, maimed, injured, basically destroyed in this fight of a Goliath nation against a very poor and very small Palestinian David. So we're going to listen to some more um, feeds from uh, Yahya Zathawi, who's been uh, broadcasting live from Gaza throughout for quite a long period of time. Um, you heard from him last week. And at the moment, it's 4.30 here in London when I'm making this recording, and I've been listening to the sound of drones in Gaza nearly all night. It's haunting. It's impossible to feel any detachment. And uh, tonight's been particularly harsh. It's been a vast bombing. The sky's been lit up with flares and possibly phosphorus. Who knows what kind of arms and munitions have been used over there. But the bombing, the shelling the fighting has been vicious and prolonged um, the port's on fire many more places hit and um, the death toll is way in excess of a thousand people Palestinians and um, a handful of Israeli conscripts as well so you know we'll listen again and we'll bear it in mind and there's going to be some various other clips and interviews edited into this live sound stream from Gaza by photojournalist Yahed Safdawi if things work out as well I'm hoping to get a comment piece from uh, Icelandic politician and activist uh, Birgitta Jonsdottir who um, I managed to get hold of on Skype, who also is up at 4.30 in the morning listening to the sound of drones live from Gaza. So, um, fingers crossed, I can make that hook up, and I'll bring that to you later in the show. Meanwhile, let's um, listen to the sound that the people of Gaza have been forced to listen to for a very, very, very long time. And there doesn't appear to be an end in sight at the moment. Maybe just listening to this, it's the beginning of something happening. At least we're witness. Gaza.
intensive shilling on our area. Do you see my left stream?
بتطفيها من هنا بتشغلها تاني بتدعس على هذه هيك بتشغلها ما بعرفش ما بعرفش ما بعرفش لا اله الا الله محمد رسول الله يا ربي 
خلاص يلا انا مرحبا There was an image particularly striking that came from Gaza a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, by Zalzon. Um, and it was a picture of a really young child. It was a picture of a really young child holding on to a medic, an injured child, as he was placed onto an examination table in a hospital. And I found um, a report which gave the background of that image. I thought I'd read it. Thursday night, 17th July, was the heaviest yet since Israel's bombardment of Gaza began almost two weeks ago. Dozens of people arrived to Gaza City's Al-Shifa Hospital, where I was on shift that night. Some arrived torn to pieces, some beheaded, some disfigured beyond recognition, although still alive and breathing. Seemingly indiscriminate artillery fire, a new element in Israel's assault, had extracted a heavy toll on civilians. The medical staff were lucky to get a break of less than half an hour. Some spent it watching the flares and bombs Israel was raining on the eastern neighbourhoods of Gaza City, while others refuelled with coffee or lay down for a few moments. The relative calm did not last long. At around 3 a.m., about eight or nine casualties arrived at the emergency room all at once. The last to come in were four siblings, two of them little children, both about three years old, with relatively superficial wounds, but it was clear they were pulled from under rubble, their faces and clothes covered in dirt and dust. Then came the older of the four siblings, a boy in his early teens. His head and face were covered in blood and he was pressing a rag to his head to stench the flow. But his focus was on something else. Save my little brother, he kept screaming. The last to arrive was his little brother. It's the child in the photograph that we're discussing. This photograph has circulated around the world. I want my father. He was carried in by a paramedic and immediately rushed to the intensive care unit. He clung to the paramedic, crying, I want my father, bring me my father, until he'd been forced to let go. His injuries were serious, a wound to the left side of his head which could indicate a skull fracture and a large piece of shrapnel in his neck. Another piece of shrapnel had penetrated his chest and a third had entered his abdomen. There were many smaller wounds all over his body. Immediate measures had to be taken to save his life. He was sedated so the medics could get to work. 
Upon carefully examining the wounds, it appeared that the explosion from the artillery round had sent flying pieces smalls of stone from the walls of his house and that some of his wounds were caused by these high-velocity projectiles. But he was lucky. He was extremely lucky. His neck injury was just an inch away from a major artery. His chest injury had penetrated all the way through but failed to puncture his lung and his abdomen was stuck, was struck by shrapnel that just missed his bowel. He had a stroke of luck that was denied to many that night. The medics performed heroic measures in a remarkably short time and the little boy's life was saved. Meanwhile, in the emergency room, the elder brother was stitched up and the younger two siblings were washed and thoroughly examined for possible hidden injuries. Somehow, despite the horror and the pain, they were sleeping. I don't know how they did it, but they're kids, and they can do that. And I felt envious and grateful for the mercy that found its way to them. Their brother with the most serious wounds will almost certainly survive, but with many scars and a difficult recovery period, both physical and psychological. Too many casualties came in that night, too many for me to get this boy's name, to know where he was, whether he was reunited with his father or even what became of the rest of his family. But there's one thing I know for sure, which is that hundreds of children just like him suffered similar or worse injuries up to the moment of his writing, of this writing. And nearly 80 children have been killed like him as Israelis attack mercilessly goes on. This was written by Belal Dabur, who's a recently graduated doctor from Gaza. He blogs at bellmdwordpress.com. I'll put some links to that.
good. Um, right, I'm just pressing the record button. So I'm recording the conversation. Is that okay? Sure. Good. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be broadcasting an hour on Resonance FM tomorrow, which goes out across London and internationally as well on the internet. So um, I think we'd all really value just your kind of take on the situation as it stands at the moment, because as I'm sure you find as well, most of the information coming from traditional media is very stilted. Mm-hmm. How, how are you finding things? Uh, very disturbing. Um, I, I am a, a member of the Icelandic parliament uh, and uh, uh, I have suggested that we would uh, sever the ties, the diplomatic ties with Israel mm-hmm. uh, and a handful of other MPs. Um, uh, and I find that, uh, you know, I've witnessed what's been happening in Gaza throughout the years uh, and it is always the same, nothing ever changes and the horror just becomes worse and worse um, and uh, I think that one of the things, things that disturbs me, and I was just discussing it with a friend uh, today who uh, felt sort of desperate like many of us witnessing what's going on and feeling that we can't do anything except watching it <laughs> Uh, and uh, we need to be, those of us that uh, want changes, we need to be better prepared because things just carry on and on and on and if we are not, I mean for example, why do we allow Israel to be part of Eurovision? <laughs> uh, you know, boycott Israel and Eurovision, mm-hmm. uh, sever the uh, cultural ties, uh, we can do that and we can boycott their products but it has to happen over time uh, and um, I mean most people are not aware of for example that soda stream is uh, made in Israel uh, by um, a company there that doesn't treat the Palestinian workers really well uh-huh, uh, familiar with that so I mean there's lots of stuff we can do in the time in between so that we don't have to sit and witness the war crimes again live and I was like I couldn't sleep uh, this night uh, and um, I, I actually I often do this when I, I need energy and motivation to do more uh, is that I force myself to witness the horror and uh, I was uh, uh, I had a live sh- uh, all night uh, and uh, could hear the drones mm-hmm. and then you could like as the day was breaking and you could hear the drones and then you could hear the uh, the, um, the, the cops the, no the, the birds oh, oh my <laughs> uh, god sort of like droning in with their sort of um, you know the uh, the cocks you know sure the, I think, know, I, yeah, I think I think I heard that I heard that earlier on where sort of like <laughs> nature just tries to carry on yeah, it was really, uh, it was just so bizarre. And then you, then you would have flashing in your mind um, all the maimed children, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know all the people that were so frightened during the night that they couldn't sleep. Like the person that was doing the live stream, they couldn't sleep. And then you hear that actually it's becoming worse as day is breaking. Uh, and it's just unimaginable that anybody can live in a situation like this and it's unimaginable that anybody can actually say well why don't they just you know 
go and be safe and move or whatever they stuff. It's a gigantic ghetto, and uh, and you know it's so many children there. Um, it's a very young population. Yeah, but I was listening to the report from John Snow from Channel Four, and he just came back and said, you know, there's two hundred at least two hundred fifty thousand kids under the age of ten. And it's it's unimaginable. But from what you said just there, it's the word that I've come to time again over the last few days is that word witness. Mm-hmm. That that by listening, by being aware, by sharing and talking about this, it's something because the sense of powerlessness is almost overwhelming in this situation, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think one one thing that is so important, and that is that we never know when we reach critical mass. And I feel you know I've been following the stream on Twitter uh, and on Facebook and um, and then you know I, I don't actually use mainstream media that much anymore of course and uh, it's becoming very intensified and more and more people are actually speaking out that you would not see speaking out uh, and I think uh, it would be very it, it is very important that we actually get people that um, you know are in position of power to either go or witness what these people are witnessing uh, and I think the report by snow was in, it was very powerful it, it was it was, it was quite incredible and and, yeah. and like you it's, it's it's a rare part of the me, uh, mainstream media I touch but I have a fear of being in a kind of cultural not backwater but it's so easy to get lost in the more modern media where the voices are strong well I think I mean ordinary media is sort of dying I mean at least you know there are generations like you know uh, people that are 25 and younger they don't have TVs mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they don't read papers uh, but they get the, their news from social media streams mm-hmm. uh, and I'm actually a little bit hopeful uh, even if it's horrendous what we're witnessing if we can actually make joint efforts in uh, severing the cultural ties and uh, the financial ties with uh, Israel. That's the only thing that actually speaks to people that are so um, uh, cold and yeah, that lack, you know, any sort of compassion for others than themselves. It's unbelievable how you can actually, how you can actually justify to yourself uh, the slaughter of all these children. It's just, you know, it's. I, I just can't. Uh, it's people like that. They do not belong to the same race as I. We're not raised. Uh, you I'm, know, they're not the same type of people. Well, there's, you know. there's, there's actually. I mean, I hate to say it. It sounds almost like eugenics, but there's a science to back up the difference between left wing and right wing kind of thought processes. Exactly. Um, I saw that study. That was yeah. very interesting. I just finally things start to make sense. And actually, I don't know if I'm left or right wing, but you know, I, I, I just. Um, uh, I have like I think the study should have been about people that care more about others than themselves. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, empathy. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> it's 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 obviously much more nuanced than left and right. But I'm I'm hoping to do a, a doctorate, and I'm going to bring that as a sort of fine art piece into the thing. But that's in the future. But listen, awesome. um, I know you're heading off to the airport, so. <laughs> Briefly, it's so nice for you to take your time to comment and you know sort of join us all in bearing witness to the horrors we're hearing. 
And, well, thanks um, for staying up during the night like uh, me. It was really good to feel that I wasn't alone. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Well, um, good luck and um, hopefully stay in contact. Maybe come and be on the radio show at some point in the future when maybe there's slightly better news to discuss. Yeah, absolutely. Take good care. All right. Well, safe journey. Thanks for, thanks for the recording. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, that was Birgitta Johnsdottir, Icelandic parliamentarian or poetarian, um, activist, now a member of the Pirate Party. Um, you're very familiar with Birgitta's work um, around WikiLeaks and various other projects that are very clear to our hearts. I found her listening to live feeds from Gaza, the same as myself. It's now five o'clock in the morning and it was really nice to hear someone else listening. The target is place in my area. metal more falling from the lights light flares Thanks, still chilling.
もえ? 
You have been listening to Isotopica here on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Simon Tishka and today's Isotopica is the last in the summer season of Isotopica. Um, special guests today have been Birgitta Johnsdottir. Special guest today has been Birgitta Johnsdottir from Iceland. And we have been listening to the Israeli bombardment of Gaza, where since this present round of fighting started um, over a thousand people very many of them women and children and young people and men have been killed maimed and their lives destroyed we're bearing witness here on resonance 104.4 fm with me on isotopica if you want details of the streams that i've been relaying and the various people involved and you can find them on my website which is www.theculture.net i've been doing this over the night and broadcasting it on tuesday afternoon it's now 5am and i think i need to get some sleep thank you for listening to this whole season of isotopica i hope to be back in the post summer break as i say all the episodes are there Resonance 104.4 FM and www.theculture.net This is me, Simon Tishko, signing off for a few weeks now. Thanks for listening. Bye. This program was brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Visit our website at resonancefm.com to hear our vast range of original 24-7 broadcasts. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.